All right. <clears throat> test, test. Wow, that's peaking quite a bit. Hello, test, test. Okay. Hello, test, test. Hello, test, test. Hello, test. Okay, cool, whatever. All right, hi, ladies and gentlemen. Mm, that red that red line scares me. But whatever, it's probably fine. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's me, Daniel K. Welcome to episode two of Pikmin 3 Deluxe Let's Play series on the Daniel K's Let's Plays podcast. The world's... Oh, God damn it. First and favourite audio-only Let's Play video game podcast. Um, let's pick up where we left off. There we are. Oh, L and R on the controller. Rediscover where, where the controls are. Here they are. Cool. Exploration day two. Go back and listen to episode one if you're lost. Uh, we zoom inside the Drake and we see a satellite view of the planet. We see what appears to be a broken and changed continent, continent of Australia where some kind of continental drift event has had Antarctica merge with the we the never sorry, the west coast of Western Australia. Uh, and we can see that Antarctica is now a, a forested delta of, of, um, of gardens and rivers and stuff. Uh, and that's where that's where Alf's crash site was. What? Pigman 3 PNF 404 is Earth? That's motherfucking right, ladies and gentlemen. The, the, we're on Earth. We're exploring a, a changed Earth. The continents are, th are still there, but they've been changed around. They've drifted and changed. What's happened? We don't know. It's a mystery. Wow. I didn't realize this was going to hit us with this crazy twist right here at the beginning of episode 2 with a view of the of the you know, a view from space of the planet. We see recognizable continents. You can see where Perth was. So, uh, Alf uh, is, is looking at this uh, his, we, we zoomed inside the SS Drake, the Kapite ship. We see a, a holographic screen projected in the middle of the room. This is what Alf is looking at and we can see the, the map of the planet and a, a, plot, a, a chart, a course is plotted on the map from the middle of Antarctica here. What I think is Antarctica, for a while I thought it was Alaska. It's just it's this strange landmass which has is, which is collided with Australia. And that's where Alf is, on Antarctica or Alaska or whatever, this, this jungled Antarctica. Uh, and you can see that he's plotted a course to where, the, where Brittany's signal is coming from, which is in like, around about in the middle of the Northern Territory of Australia. M maybe close to the Queensland border, the Northern Territory Queensland border. Um, Australia has a, a, a mildly green centre, as seen from space now, and there are great lakes, uh, which appear like blue gashes across its its uh, formerly arid centre. Okay, Alf says, I've tracked down Brittany's signal. Right now, finding her is my highest priority. However, I'm also very concerned that our cosmic drive key is now missing. If I don't find that, the Drake won't be able to fly fast enough to get us back to Kapai. That would be very, very bad. Yeah, here we go. So now, we can we choose we can choose to land here in the middle of Australia to look for Brittany on day two, or we can hit the Y button and Alf will talk. Apparently, let's see what happens when we hit the Y button. Brittany, I'm coming to help you now. Let's try it again. Just three days worth of food left on the ship now at most. Time's running out. We must find Brittany soon. I still can't shake this awful feeling that there was something more to our crash than we know. It felt almost as if some power from the planet's surface was manipulating our ship. Oh. Ooh. 
Whoa. Uh, yeah. Uh, big time, long time Pikmin fans will know there's a big Pikmin fan theory about this, which is never fully addressed in the games, but there's these weird breadcrumb hints you can follow based on names of certain bosses in the Japanese version of Pikmin 2. Uh, and like vague connections uh, from game to games, maybe potentially recurring bosses in different forms made of similar substances. Uh, and then the name of that boss in Pikmin 2 being a reference to a, 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 a bizarre creature in Japanese folklore who uh, causes shipwrecks and consumes, uh, a, consumes shipwrecked sailors. Causing shipwrecks, crashing ships, made of goo, made of goo. Maybe the Gulix, maybe the Plasm Wraith, maybe the, uh, maybe the, uh, uh, um, what's it called? What's the Pikmin 2 one? Uh, yeah, anyway, whatever. Oh, it felt almost as if some power from the planet's surface was manipulating our ship. Yeah, I won't get into all of that. You can do your own independent research. Do the... <laughs> Important to do your own independent research on controversial topics like this. Alright, let's check out the copad. Can I look at notes yet? N no. There's no creature report or anything like that. Creature, creature report. report. Creature report. Creature report. Creature report. Facts. Bulbs live on PNF 404. You encounter them when you explore. Throw a Pikmin on their back. Or else I'll chomp them up like a yummy, tasty snack. <laughs> Go, ball bobs. Go, ball bobs. Creature report. Creature report. Now we're done with our mission. Coat bites at ease. Not on the next adventure. Alright, let's land. <sighs> Garden of Hope. Where is Brittany? Juice left too. Wow. Um, blossoms. Cherry blossoms. The drake flies through cherry blossom trees and lands in a grassy clearing. And he looks around. Brittany should be around here somewhere. We're in a grassy green clovery location. We're running out of food, so I better find her before it's too late. And now we have the day timer. We're, we're timed, listeners. Alf investigates the onion which landed next to the drake. Oh, it looks like the onion has followed me here. So where are the Pikmin? Alf steps under the onion, and we're encouraged to hit A. Uh, little white butterflies fly around the environment around us. They, uh... Well, we got 21 Pikmin, so those butterflies are doomed. We call out the Pikmin, and they surround Alf. He's so happy he does a little flip. Oh, that's right. The data file I found explained all of this. The onion is the Pikmin's nest. Pikmonology number two. Press A under the onion to take out and return Pikmin. You know what? I'm going to install an application on the copad that lets me check the Pikmin status remotely. I've never done this. It's just like telling you how many are out on the field and what their roles are, if they're carrying something or what. Oh, but we got a new app. Look, I can see it. It wasn't there when we were up in the drake. Hang on. Let me target the butterfly, which is flying around. Where's it going? Oh, it's alighted on a little daisy. Pop! We got it. And the uh, Pikmin is dragging its beautiful butterfly body back to the onion. It's sucked up, and kasput! Out comes a little Pikmin sprout, which I've plucked. Alright, now, the copad. 
has a new application. The Piclopedia. Total creatures analyzed, two out of question mark. Okay, it's time for a creature report, ladies and gentlemen. Creature report. Creature report. Um, I'm going to do this now. I'm going to do this these two reports right now. Uh, and then I'm also going to do another creature report at the end of the episode. Because I didn't get to do one last episode. This is a bonus creature report. Creature report. Alright. So, uh, the first one looks like a little cross between a worm and a slater beetle. It has a little vertical mouth and two gormless black eyes. The female shear grub. This is Al's report. We've killed four of them. Its main habitat is, habitat is the tropical wilds. Structural floor. Back. Weight. One. It takes no time at all for them to emerge from their hiding places underground. They don't do much... Hang on. How do I scroll down? There we are. They don't do much once they've surfaced, but you have to give them credit for being very efficient borers. And now a new report. The white spectralid. Structural floor, weak hide. Weight, want. There's a saying that a tiny design adjustment can cause huge cascades of change elsewhere in a project. It makes me wonder what effect our presence here has had on the planet, says Alf. We've killed one white spectralid, which is the butterfly. Alright, let's look around. There's the drake, there's a pellet posy. Here is a sandcastle blocking the way. I'm going to chuck a bunch of pigment on. I can start knocking it down. Here's a glass wall, which uh, the red pigmen can't do anything about. They can just bang their heads on the glass ineffectively. Here's our dwarf bulborb. Hmm, I need to throw a specific type of pigment to break this wall, says Alf. So a dwarf bulborb is running around. I'm going to target it, and I'm going to land a pigmen right on its back. Squash. Got it. Maybe it makes sense to do... No, yeah, we'll do the, we'll do the creature reports at the end. I'm going to target the body of the, bulb, the Dwarf Bulborb, and I'm going to charge Pikmin at it. Three Pikmin have picked up the Dwarf Bulborb. Behind it, there's a stack of porcelain shards. I'm going to charge my nine Pikmin at them. There's 14 of them. And then beyond them, there are some red pellet posies. Um, the three Pikmin return the Bulborb's body to the onion. I'm going to start plucking some of these sprouts. My team of Pikmin broke the sandcastle. There we go. The other team has almost finished carrying the shards. And hey, look, there is a um, there's a an SD card under the uh, revealed under the shard. So let me have a look at that. Charging. Okay, that's just uh, tutorial information. There's another one here, just lying around on the ground. Dwarf bulborb. Aim for its back and for victory. And we see a little cartoon of some Pikmin squashing a bulborb. The bridge is not yet finished. There's a bridge across a river here, which those shards were for, but the shards are def completely depleted. There's none left. Beyond the shards, there are some pellet posies, which I'll gather. Um, and beyond the pellet posies, there is another bridge, but the bridge extends from the other side, so we can't do anything about this now. We can't cross this bit of river. I'm going to have to come back there. So, the bridge isn't built. We've used all the shards. Let's go check out what was beyond the sandcastle, which I had the first team of Pikmin break down after I've gathered these Pikmin sprouts up out of the ground. With 30 Pikmin in our squad, let's investigate on the other side of the sandcastle. Well, well, well. Another cluster of 14 shards. And a report. 
Pikmonology number six. As Pikmin develop, they get faster. They grow from leaf to bud to flower. Um, let's see. There's a pellet posy. There's 14 shards. I'll charge my uh, Pikmin at them. They all pick up a shard each, and now there's no shards. They're carrying to the little bridge. And there was a, a little SD card underneath them. Pikminology number 14. Um, oh, I just got a badge. Intelligent life. Retrieved 15 exploration notes. Once Pikmin are done transporting fragments, they will return to the original location of the fragments. Says the notes. And there's some interesting little eggs here in this, in this environment. I'm going to wait for that team of Pikmin to come back. I can see in the distance they've completed the bridge and the bridge has flopped down in its place over the river, the stream. I'm going to gather up all my Pikmin. There's 33. Oh, there's two sprouts under the onion. But I'm going to break these little eggs which are over here. Well, what do you know? A puddle of golden nectar was inside the eggs. Oh, a flower bloomed on that Pikmin's head. It's amazing how many plant-like qualities they possess, says Alf. I wonder if they develop any new skills with that flower. I'll have to keep a close eye on them. Pikminology 13. When Pikmin consume nectar, they blossom into flower Pikmin. So yeah, flower Pikmin run faster and attack faster. So let's uh, charge the whole team of Pikmin into these, these little golden puddles, which we broke out of the eggs. Uh, the, the puddles are all drunk up, but not quite all of my 31 Pikmin in the squad are flowers. There's still a little little horde of leaves following me. Um, I'll have you know, listeners, that these two Pikmin, which I just plucked from the ground, if I'd left them in the ground through, like, maybe by about halfway through the day, they will have grown into buds or, or flower Pikmin. So you can just, like, naturally grow buds and flowers by leaving them unplucked for a while, which I could have done then. Or you can find nectar. There's enough nectar around. Okay, so we cross over the bridge and there's an interesting little platform of land here. Oh, shush, it's asleep. I think we can sneak past, says Alf. And he's talking about a bulborb, a spotted bulborb. It's uh, asleep. It has a little cute snot bubble. It's a huge, great big monster. Uh, but we can sneak around it. Oh, there's a little time advancement noise reminding me that my time is limited. There's some reports strewn around this little island of land. I'm going to start picking them up. Bulborb number two, attack from behind to gain the advantage. It's a little picture of, a, of someone throwing Pikmin onto its back. Hiding. When the going gets tough, retreat to a hiding place and wait for an opportunity. And there's a little picture of some Pikmin hiding under some clover while a Bulborb walks past them looking around, not knowing where they are. And uh, yeah, this report is placed strategically in front of a little cluster of green clover plants, which I could hide in. I've never really done much hiding in this game. So let's take our team of 33 Pikmin around the back of this Bulborb and let's just target it. And I'm going to just hold down A and machine gun Pikmin onto its back, hopefully killing it. Oh, it wakes up. It turns around. It starts to shake them off, but it's dead before it can perform its first shake. And now we see a fraction appear above its head. The fraction reads 15 out of 10. 15 Pikmin are now dragging this Bulborb. Oh, it's dangly little chicken legs dragging behind it back to the onion. Um, and now the coast is clear. I can uh, harvest these pellet posies. I can set these Pikmin to work breaking the sandcastle. And I can go investigate this strange barrier. Oh, some high voltage. So there's some high voltage there, says Alf. There's an electric barrier blocking a short path. I can see some monsters and a buried fruit on the other side. But I don't have the right Pikmin to break that electric barrier yet. I have to break this sandcastle instead. 
Back at the onion, many Pikmin are sprouted. Now I'm going to pluck them all up. There's now 47 total in the field. It sounds like the other team of Pikmin has finished breaking the sandcastle, so let's go meet back up with them. Here they are, next to a successfully broken barrier. I've called them back into my squad. It's now 57 strong, and we're going to walk down this dirty path with uh, beautiful white daisies overhanging it and large broadleaf plants. And from our elevated position on this path, we can see... <gasps> what's this? An old wooden barrel with Brittany lying face down on some cherry blossoms in the middle of the barrel. It's like the broken bottom of a barrel. Uh, and the only way out is through a glass fence. It's unfortunate that she landed right in this this little uh, enclosure formed by the broken bottom of a wooden barrel. Oh no, Brittany's just lying there. I hope I'm not too late. He's calling. Pick up, Brittany, pick up. Please still be alive. That was the little sound bite. Just an, oh, chuck, chuck, sucks, chew it, which I used in my Pokemon episode where I named my unknown Pokemon Alf. I, I slipped that little sound bite in of Alf saying, Oh, no, Brittany, please still be alive. But it's going, Oh, akak, chuck, chew it. Oh, Aleph. Brittany's woken up and she's taken, she's answered the call. Oh, sorry about that. I was just taking a little nap. Oh, you're close by? Huh? Why wasn't I moving, you ask? Well, you know me, I'm a pretty sound sleeper. Even with all these creatures creeping around. But never mind that. Listen, I discovered what looks like a piece of fruit. It's over there. She points behind her. But I'm kind of stuck here for the time being. Could you go and check it out for me? See, up on a ledge nearby, there is indeed, ladies and gentlemen, a strawberry. Wow, it's even bigger than I thought it would be. The strawberry is approximately five times the mass of Alf. Uh, by my estimation. Maybe more so. Maybe like, you know, mass is hard to calculate. Maybe it's like ten times. Maybe ten elves would fit inside this strawberry, but maybe five. Maybe somewhere between five and ten. You get the idea. If the strawberry elves would fit inside. Um, it's big. Uh, and it is beautifully rendered. The, the, the objects, the fruit in this game is beautiful. It's a lovely... Very convincing, uh, viramillicitudinal strawberry. The light glinting on its pockmarked skin, the seeds, the leaves, the the change in colour as the strawberry, you know, the the strawberry skin approaches the strawberry leaves at the top. It's very, very convincing. It's beautiful. If this really is fruit, then it's a major discovery. I'd like to analyse it at the Drake, but how can I move it? Well, Alf, you chuck your Pikmin up there. Lock on. Only three Pikmin are required. Oh, Brittany's on the other side of this wall. Yeah, we can't get to where Brittany is because there's a another glass barrier here blocking the way. Not the one at the barrel, but just the one leading to the area where we could access the one in front of the barrel. So our only path is to continue up this rocky slope. At some stage, those three Pikmin will have successfully carried the strawberry back to the onion and will be interrupted. But for now, let's just go on up the path. Here's an SD card. Red Pikmin number two. Red Pikmin are good fighters. Yeah, I think red Pikmin do a lot of damage when they attack versus the other Pikmin. Um, oh, look, we've entered a cave full of glass-like crystalline structures. Oh. 
A report from the Drake. Recovering. Yeah, the strawberry must have just reached the Drake. Oh, the Drake is sending us a message. Analyzing recovery. We can we can rotate to look around the 3D model of the strawberry, which uh, glistens perfectly and beautifully. Analyzing. See, like computer analysis taking place. Analysis complete. The sunseed berry, and we see it converted into juice, and then this slightly peach-colored juice is poured into a glass vial, which is then sealed by a technologically advanced mechanism. It's like a very special soda stream can. Or bottle. Large quantities of Pictamen U detected, says the Drake. This is a seed-bearing fruit, making cultivation on Kapai possible. Juice from this fruit is safe for consumption by crew members, says the Drake. And now we have... Three bottles of juice left. I'll add a fruit file to the copad, where we can store the results of our analysis. Cool, another app is being installed on the copad, and this is going to be Brittany's department pretty soon. Fruit files. She's going to write her fruit report and put them in there. But since I don't know much about plants, I'll ask Brittany to write the reports. She's the botanist after all, says Alf. Bearing fruit. We got a badge. Alright, so we're in a cave full of crystalline structures and growths on the rocks. Uh, we're not quite halfway through the day, listeners. We're approaching the halfway point. But as I enter this cave, let's see what happens. We see, inside one of the large crystals, there's what looks like a charcoal grey onion. Oh, what's that, says Alf. And then, oh no, a weird monster comes down from the ceiling. Oh, I'm terrified. It's a kind of hideous jellyfish. To defeat the flying creatures, use A to throw Pikmin at them, says Alf. Yeah, the truth is, this thing is not much of a challenge. It has a weird little fedubita, the, the, the dangly thing that swing at the back of your throat, in the words of Cardi B. <laughs> yeah, look, I need a hard hit, I need a deep stroke, I need that henny drink, I need a weed smoke, not a garden snake, I need a king cobra with a hook in it, I hope it'll lean over. <laughs> he got some money, well that's what I'm hitting. Pussy A1, just like his credit. He got a beard, well I'm trying to wet it. I let him taste it, now he diabetic. I, I don't, don't wanna spit, I wanna go, I wanna gag, I wanna choke, I want you to touch that little dangly thing that's swinging the back of my throat. The, the point is, it's got a little dangly fedubida. That's the point I was definitely trying to make just then. Alright, and now we're going to throw Pikmin at it. Uh, if we get too close, its little Fedubida sort of dangles out, and its gelatinous jelly uh, Fedubida can, can suck up Pikmin into its stomach. It's clear like a jellyfish, so we can see the, the contents of its stomach. And it has Pikmin inside already, but they're not red Pikmin. What a mystery! What could they possibly be? They're like a charcoal dark grey or black colour. We have killed it with a barrage of red Pikmin, and out pop rock pikmin they have purple buds some of them some of them are just leaves but they have a like a sort of they're like coal but like hard edged coal they have a shine to them they are they are quite beautiful um oh are these creatures pikmin too they're giving me a funny look one of them runs off to investigate their trapped onion and elf's like oh jeez oh no they seem to be pikmin as well what can I do to help them get their onion free? Maybe I can gather them by blowing the whistle. Yeah, I sure can. Now I've got a team of six rock Pikmin. I can target the crystal and pelt it with rocks. Wow, they really pack a punch, says Alf. They smash the crystal. There, that should do the trick. And out flies a grey onion. 
its tentacle, its golden tentacle legs flop out and it lands in the cave. Oh, so that onion was trapped inside the crystal. Since I've got two types of Pikmin now, I can select the ones that I want to use with the L and R bumpers. Selecting Pikmin types L and R. And when I want to split them up by type, I'll use the Y button to dismiss the squad. Dismissing the squad. Dismiss your squad with Y and the Pikmin will sort themselves out into different color groups. Alright. So, here's the body of the jellyfish. It, uh, the fraction appears above it, 0 out of 6. We have 6 rocks, so let's... Let's gather this jellyfish up with the rocks. Wow, yesterday's foe is today's food. Nature is unforgiving, says Alf. Let's pluck up all these new rock Pikmin. Wow, just in the course of plucking, uh, Alf, like running on autopilot, ran into a little SD card which was floating underneath the uh, onion. Rock Pikmin number one. Rock Pikmin are very hard, like rocks. And we see a little cartoon of them smashing a crystal. So now I've got 14 uh, Rock Pikmin. I'm going to gather up also my Red Pikmin. I've got a squad of 58, a total of 61 in the field. With my Rock Pikmin selected, I'm going to start breaking these crystals that are surrounding us in the cave. Inside one of them was a Black Pikmin pellet, or a Rock Pikmin pellet. Inside this one was an SD card. Pikminology number four. New sprouts will be the same color as the Pikmin that retrieve the pellet or creature. And we see a little cartoon. Um, and it's explaining that um, if a group of three Pikmin, two of them reds and one of them rocks, carries a dwarf bulbore back to the onion, then the results will be all red seedlings. Because the majority of the group carrying it were um, reds and not rocks. One last crystal. This one's full of rock Pikmin pellets. Three of them. I'm going to chuck the rocks at the pellets and the rock Pikmin pick them up. Rock Pikmin act strangely, I've noticed, having played a lot of this game. They're quite bouncy. When they hit something, they tend to bounce and keep rolling. And that means sometimes if you throw them at something and you want them to pick it up, um, they'll hit the ground and like bounce straight past it. Or like if, if you throw them at a pellet posy, they'll hit the posy to knock it out of the flower. And, like, a, a normal Pikmin would then pick up the pellet posy and carry it back to the onion, but a rock Pikmin will have bounced so far that you need to then call it back and throw it back at the pellet posy. They're a little hard, they're slightly less controllable when you throw them. But, something cool about these rock Pikmin, my god, they do just buckets of damage when they hit something. It's just like the rock Pikmin are the most efficient killers of, of the bugs in this game. Iconic little banjo licks on this, on this, uh, the soundtrack of this area. Each area has its own soundtrack. All right, I'm going to charge all the rocks. I've got 22 of them now. At this glass, I'm out of the cave. At this glass wall, that's going to lead us to uh, the area outside the barrel. The barrel. The barrel. Here we are. There's some more eggs. Uh, a red Pikmin throwing at an egg will attack it, but uh, a rock Pikmin will smash it instantly. Uh, let's just run everyone through the puddles. They suck up the nectar. Well, it looks like it was mostly the reds which got it that time. Now, as we approach the front of the barrel, I can see the glass barrier blocking the way. There's another egg here. And as we approach, Brittany runs up. Help, Alf, I can't break through the wall. Okay, well, stand back, Brittany. Do something, Alf. Let's start chucking rocks. Can you smash the wall? I can't break through. There we are. Brittany. 
woof. I can't tell you how happy I am to get out of this place. I'm fed up of sleeping rough and I'm super hungry. Uh, hey, what's with your entourage there? She's noticing the Pikmin. What's that you say? They're called Pikmin? Wow, they're cute. But we don't have time for cuteness right now. Look over there, Alf. Ah, we see on the other side of the area in front of the barrel, there's a stack of uh, red bricks leading up to a, a cinder block, which is like uh, embedded in the dirt. Uh, and up on top of this grey cinder block is a beautiful lemon. Let's work together and nab that huge piece of fruit. Okay, tutorial time. So Brittany's joined the party, and we can access her uh, like we would access a different Pikmin colour. Like we would throw a rock Pikmin, we can select Brittany from the list of Pikmin, and we can throw her. Now I could just throw her, or I could... I noticed that on the, on the stack of red bricks, there's a screw embedded. And these screws are a handy little, like, target that you can target with your triggers. I've targeted it, and now I know when I hit A, she's going to land right in the middle of the brick. Okay, let's throw some Pikmin, she says. I'm going to chuck her just a handful of red Pikmin. Okay, I'll take it from here. Press Y and select me, if you would be so kind. So we can, now that she's now that she's separated from us, she's not in our party anymore, not in our squad, we can swap to controlling her. So if I hold down Y, I can choose which captain to control. And now I am controlling Brittany. She's got a squad of eight red Pikmin. She's up on the stack of bricks. I'm going to throw them up onto the cinder block above us. And, uh, yeah, six out of five, seven out of five, eight out of five are now carrying that lemon back to the onion. Now that I'm Brittany, I look behind me and I can see Alf and his huge squad of, like, 60 Pikmin. I'm going to whistle them all up, and now they're Brittany's Pikmin. And now Alf is following Brittany. Um, I can't swap to uh, Alf because he's in my party. But if I, if I select Alf as a Pikmin type and throw him away, now I hold down Y and I can swap to being Alf. And look over there. Hey, it's Brittany and her Pikmin squad. I'm going to whistle them up. I'm just going to keep on playing as Alf for now. Brittany's in the party and there's an SD card here. Go here. Okay, this is an important feature of... Uh, like... Pikmin, all Pikmin games are an exercise in multitasking. And this Pikmin 3 Deluxe has an incredibly powerful multitasking feature, and that's the Go Here option. If I open the map, and I just click anywhere on the map and, and say Go Here, the captain who I'm controlling, let's say Alf, um, and his squad will all go to that point. But if Brittany isn't in my squad, I can tell Alf, Go Here, and Alf will start walking towards the point that I've selected. Then I can swap to being Brittany, and I can continue like controlling Brittany while Alf is on autopilot doing something. And if I send him back to the Onion, and then I swap to Brittany, and I do stuff as Brittany, when Alf reaches the Onion, if there's any Pikmin there, he's just going to automatically pluck them. He kind of just gets to work on his own when he arrives, depending on what's around him, especially if there's um, yeah, if there's unplucked Pikmin. Okay, that's what this little tutorial is explaining. Hey, there's even a data file about this, he says. Now that I think about it, there was indeed a go here function built into the radar. We should try it out soon. It seems like it would be helpful if we decided to split into multiple squads. Yeah, Alf is commenting on the fact that it's a, it was a Hockitation, Olimar, who wrote this note. But he's like, yeah, maybe our technology works the same. Alright, so as we advance, we see some interesting bugs. They're like strange flat roaches. Uh, and they, they're they carrying crystals on their backs. 
that Drake has just recovered the lemon. A little pop-up said. Um, so I'm going to swap to Rock Pikmin because I happen to know that these bugs um, are protected by the crystal on their back unless we smash them. Crystal is smashed and so is the bug. There's another one. Smash, smash, smash. They can do quite a bit of, uh, of damage, those bugs. Um, the Rock Pikmin are carrying them back. I'm just going to call them back. I don't want to grow the Rock Pikmin squad just yet. There's a... Um, uh, an SD card, Pikmonology number 5. A pellet will produce more sprouts when re retrieved by the Pikmin that are color of the pellet. It's a little refresher, I guess. Because the, the rock Pikmin onion is back in the cave. It's not near the drake. The red Pikmin onion is right next to the drake. That's where we're going to be going to to finish the day. Um, if I let the rock Pikmin take bodies back to their onion, um, then, uh, yeah... They're, it's, they're going to be sprouted in the cave and I'm going to need to go back to the cave to pluck the sprouts and I can't be bothered doing that. So I'm just going to grow the red Pikmin population for now. We can grow the rocks tomorrow when the rock Pikmin onion will be next to the drake as well as the red Pikmin onion. No spoiler for what happens to the onions in this game. So, um, I'm going to target this weird little roach. I'm going to throw three red Pikmin onto it. This one here. Hey, there's a whole bunch of, uh, of shards here. Porcelain shards for building a bridge. There's 26 of them. I'm chucking a bunch of red Pikmin on. Let me just charge them. Uh, that's not going to finish the bridge, though, because I see up on this elevated section there is a crystal, and inside the crystal is more shards, 20 more shards. I'm going to charge rock Pikmin at the crystal to break it, and then I'm going to charge them at the shards, and they're going to build the bridge. And I can see a another strawberry up on a ledge near that crystal shard. So I'm going to throw two red Pikmin and a rock Pikmin up to get it, because they're all that's left in my squad. I'm going to gather up all the workers who have just successfully built the bridge. And I'm going to quickly uh, quickly go around this area. There's a whole bunch of pellet posies. There's one five posy, but now that I've got multiple types of Pikmin, the pellet posy pellets cycle through colors. I have to be accurate if I want to get the right color. I want red pellets for now. I've got successfully hit that uh, pellet when it was red, and now I have a nice big red five pellet. There's some one pellets which I'm gathering. There we go. Two red one pellets. Targeting them with the uh, red Pikmin. Um, there's another electrical gate here. So there's, there's a, a place I can't explore yet. There's a little SD card on the ground. Rock Pikmin number two. Break the crystal nodules for a chance to attack. It's talking specifically about those weird little roaches. Um, I'm going to run through some nectar. Most of the Pikmin in my squad are now um, flower Pikmin. And now I can cross the bridge that they just built. And it arrives back at the starting location near where the, the stack of shards and the dwarf bulbob were. If you remember, there was uh, a bridge that began on the opposite shore to me back then. And now I've, uh, I've come back to the starting location from a different place. Fruit recovered. That second um, strawberry has just come back. Um, I'm going to pluck all of these red Pikmin. Brittany is in my party, so she's helping pluck. I notice the sun is starting to go down. It's getting a little bit dark. Uh, we're going to get a notification about that shortly. But I'm just going to go up to the uh, 
the glass barrier, which was right near the Drake's first landing zone. The first one I noticed, which uh, which Alf said he, he needed to throw a special thing at, which he didn't have. I'm just going to throw some rock pigment at it. There we go. And on the other side of there, that's where we progress next. But, ooh, Alf notices something. The sun will be setting soon, he said. Any stray Pikmin will undoubtedly face attacks from nocturnal predators. Um, there's a little laser drawing a safe zone around the onion. Centred on the onion. But the Pikmin that are close to the onion should be able to make it back on their own, says Elf. Pikminology number 11. Make sure Pikmin are in your squad or close to the onion when the sun sets. All others will perish. So, that's very important to remember. If the Pikmin are near the onion, they'll be safe. If the Pikmin are in your squad, they'll be safe. The Pikmin who are carrying stuff back to the onion, or who are laying around doing nothing when the sun sets, they will be lost at the end of the day. So there's always a little scramble at the end of the day to check the map to make sure there's no stray Pikmin. I better call back the Pikmin who aren't in my squad before it's too late, says Alf. But it could be tiring to walk around everywhere to collect all the Pikmin, so I'll make sure that when you press A near the SS Drake, a huge whistle will sound that will call all the Pikmin back to the onion. So we can do that if we want. But I can see in our squad stats, we have 84 Pikmin in the squad. There are 84 in the field. Uh, and late in the day, a new little counter appears at the top of the screen. And it's the stray Pikmin counter, and it says zero currently. So I don't need to worry about whistling. I don't need to worry about looking on the map. There's a few minutes of the day left. I could probably do a little bit more. I could explore the area on the other side of this, this broken glass barrier. But I think I'm going to just... Um, yeah. I'm going to safely end the day now. So all the Pikmin are in my squad. Brittany's in my squad. Um, I tell you what, maybe this is a good opportunity. Hang on. Let's have a look. Okay. Okay. Frustratingly, I can't do a fruit report because Brittany doesn't write her notes until after the end of the day. So the fruit report will need to be uh, something that I start next episode with. But the creature report. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the creature report. We have one, two, three, four new creatures to read about. So let's check them out. Uh, this first one is the dwarf bulborb. Alf says, structural floor, back, weight, three. Despite its compact form, it has a Brittany-sized appetite. So apparently Brittany likes food. You can avoid getting swarmed by drawing them out one by one to deal with it. Let's see what Brittany has to say about it. We can swap over to her notes. It's big enough to ride. If only we could tame one. Imagine exploring an alien world from on top of its native fauna. It would beat having to walk everywhere, says Brittany. Let's see what the next report is. The Bulborb. Alf says, structural floor, eye stalks and back. Weight 10. Only a very confident designer would wa would wave through issues like bright red warning coloration and a tendency to sleep in broad daylight. There's no way a frontal assault on this thing will work, so we have to get creative. I'm thinking we should hit its back hard while it sleeps, or maybe targeting those thin-looking eye stalks. Let's see what Brittany has to say about the bulb orb. 
The white polka dots on red is quite a look. Something about it is familiar. But where? Oh, right, it reminds me of the captain. Not the polka dots, I mean. The way it snores as it naps in the sun. So yeah, we start to get a little bit of backstory on these characters when we read their reports. We learn that Brittany likes food. We learn that Brittany doesn't it thinks the captain is lazy. We'll leave it at that for now. Okay, next one. The Medusal Slurker. This is the flying um the flying jellyfish with the Cardi B style dangly thing in the back of its throat. Structural flaw, weak hide, weight six. Alf says, the first one of these I came across had rock pigment trapped inside it, and I've seen them engulfing small fruits, but it doesn't seem to be eating them. There's no digestion going on, at least. Is it just trying to make friends? Asks Alf. Brittany says, the polka dot motif on top of the translucent membrane is a striking look, especially with the puffball on its head, accenting the whole ensemble. I could see a dress pattern after this creature being a big hit back on Kopai. Not that I'd be caught dead in one, says Brittany. So Brittany has opinions about fashion. That's what we're learning. Alright, and the little uh, roach creature. The, the, the scutter chuck is what it's called. Alf says, structural flaw, it's back. Weight three. It carries a heavy crystal on its back to throw at enemies. And I knew going in that we would probably need rock pigment to break it. I worried that doing so would cause dangerous shards to explode outwards. But fortunately, my imagination proved to be a dead proved to be deadlier than reality a missed design opportunity if you ask me so I think that the crystal on its back could explode with deadly shards Brittany says all that strength and the best it can do with it is carry around some big crystals a better idea would be carrying my stuff if I could tame oh wait it would throw my stuff all over the place wouldn't it no never mind let's see what Brittany has to say about the first two creatures the female sheer grub. Have you ever had a friend who stared at you every time they approached? No. Have you ever had a friend who startled you each time they approached? Who always seemed to come out of nowhere and scare you? That's what these remind me of. They don't mean any harm, but I jump ten feet whenever they show up. And then the white spectralids. You'd think with wings like that it could float away on the slightest breeze. Maybe it's working really hard to stay where it is. If that's the case, it could have fooled me, says Brittany. Alright, so that's the creature report done. We're going to end the day. The iconic Pikmin end of day music is playing. Uh, Alf is in command, because he was the character I was playing with when I ended the day, and he whistles and all the Pikmin run up into the, into the onion. The rock Pikmin are nowhere to be seen. Presumably they found their own way back to their onion. Um... I know them to be safe. The SS Drake takes off. And soon after the Drake and the Onion take off, we see a spotty, a red bulb orb, spotty red bulb orb patrolling through the area looking for food. But it doesn't eat anything because none of the Pikmin were, were left. And now we see the, uh, the Drake taking off into space and the two Onions following it, they begin to circle around each other and they... Uh, they start to palpitate, and then they merge together. Wow, they merge. Well, well, so two onions can combine into one. Very interesting. I'll have to make a note of this. Pigmentology number three. Different coloured onions confuse to become a single onion. Uh, listeners, you're missing out on the incredibly beautiful uh, lava lamp effect of a, of a bicoloured onion now. The bicoloured onion is truly beautiful. Red and black mixing together. 
Let's analyse the other fruit too, says Alf. Uh, okay. The new fruit, the lemon, is they call it the face wrinkler. Uh, frustratingly, we here in the in the fruit analysis menu, we could read the analysis for the strawberry, which we couldn't do before, but we can't read the analysis for the face wrinkler until after it's juiced. So now that it's juiced, we see like a yellow juice squirt into a soda stream glass, which is then sealed, and then it half fills a second glass. And then our second sunseed berry is also juiced. And uh, when, when the sunseed, when the strawberry juice uh, was squirted into the half-full lemon juice bottle, the two juices mixed to form a beautiful, like tropical peachy orange-coloured juice. Uh, but I don't get an opportunity to look at the lemons analysis, which is frustrating. I need to wait till tomorrow to read the lemon analysis. I'll ration out the food supply, says Brittany. We've got five juices left now. Alf can make do with slight, a slightly smaller portion, says Brittany. So, another bottle of juice is drunk, and there are four left. This is great. We've actually got a little bit of a juice buffer, says Brittany. Day two, it says. This is the day two report. We've just completed day two. We see the Pikmin population change. Uh, we've got, according to this graph, we've got about a little more than twice as many reds as we do rocks. Uh, oh yes, 62 reds and 22 rocks. Uh, zero deaths, zero deaths at sunset, total death zero. Alf, we see Alf's face in the porthole, lit from the back by a golden light from inside the drake as it flies through space, and here's his report. Back on board, we ran an analysis on the fruit we retrieved and found it suitable for copite consumption. Looks like there's plenty more where that came from. Reuniting with Brittany, finding this fruit. It's still early, but things seem to be taking a turn for the better, says Alf. Saving the game. Saved. And ladies and gentlemen, I have put my switch down. And it's time to end the episode. Thank you for the first actual proper official day of Pikmin playthrough happening and you listening to it. I hope you're liking it. Um, I feel like Pikmin isn't a game that I can edit stuff out of. I feel like you're just going to get the full stream of conscience experience. Like if I'm playing Pokemon, I feel like I can just go, all right, cut to when I'm back in town or whatever. But with Pikmin, things are just, it's a real-time strategy game. It's literally a real-time strategy game. So stuff, I have to constantly be ready to respond to stuff happening, something popping up and e eating everyone or finding something new. So it's just going to be no editing, straight-ahead gameplay all through the whole game. Um, so I hope you're on board for that. And uh, I'll see you next time. Thanks for coming, everyone. I'll see you next time. You decide to tune in for more Pikmin 3DX on the Nintendo Switch with me, Daniel K. Bye-bye. See you later. Bye-bye. Look, I need a hard hit. I need a deep stroke. I need a henny drink. I need a weed smoke. Not a garden snake. I need a king cobra with a hook in it. Hopefully lean over. He got some money. Then that's where I'm headed. Pussy A1, just like his credit. He got a beard. Well, I'm trying to wet it. I let him taste it. Now he diabetic. I don't want to spit. I want to go. I want to gag. I want to I want you to touch that little dangly thing that's swinging the back of my throat.